classic. I think you may have had some tech issues since we're coming back. We will have a nice moment of prayer and then we'll be introducing all the lovely, lovely, beautiful women that have joined us today. Mr. Yasmin, are you still there? And if not, I might just go ahead and start introducing everyone and then come back to prayer. I don't want, we have a lot to discuss and I don't want to mess up. Okay, we're gonna just keep going. <laughs> so introduction to my panel. First, a beautiful woman is Adrienne Blakemore. Adrienne is a wife and a mother of two children. She is an educator. Um, she is, she's a wonderful person. She's a life coach. I'm excited about her being a life coach and she's helping people build relationships. All right, and next, the Minister Yasmin will come back on the prayer introduction. And next we'll have Jackie Hippler. She is an educator. Are you there? Profession. She's an educator by profession. And she lives, and so she's been married 36 years and has three grown children. And at any point, if any of the people that are actually on want to speak about themselves as I'm going through the introduction, you are more than welcome. I want to apologize. For some reason, my computer okay. just stopped. <laughs> oh, it's okay. And after, after the introductions, you can come right back in with prayer. I think it'd okay. be better to have it that way anyway. And um, let's keep going. Did, sorry, Jackie, did you want to speak on yourself? I think it'd be better if you actually spoke to yourself than having me actually talk through this. <laughs> Thought about that. Jackie, are you there? You were doing just fine. Uh -huh. okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you were doing just fine. <laughs> I was fine with that. Um, okay. As, However you yeah, want you, me to do you, it, I keep rolling. No, with you it. were, you, that it's, it, you have it written up there. You just go right ahead, girl. <laughs> But I like when you said on here, she said I, she realized the world is quickly going to hell in a handbasket. And I passionately look for opportunities to share my hope in God and not only things are current, um, not only things or current world, current circumstances in the world. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Keisha Phillips is the founder of Super Moms of Superheroes. She is a wife, mother, and and DNA inspired to be RN. She inspires to want to help other women who don't have support. And that is a good friend of mine as well. Keisha Phillips. Anybody want to clap? Hey. When we're flowing through. Hey, Keisha. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Next, we have Melissa Webb. Melissa, did you want to speak to yourself? You're doing a great job. Um <laughs> Um, my name is Melissa Webb. Um, I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Missouri and Georgia. I've been doing mental health for about 10 years or so. I have my own private practice, purposeful counseling, and I work with adults with anxiety, rela uh, relationship issues, and trauma. Um, I also mix Christianity with mental health because that is important to have Jesus and psychology because you can have yeah. both. Um, and, you know, I strive to like, 
end the stigma of mental health in churches, period. So that's me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And next we'll have Ashley Smith. Ashley is a great writer and I want Ashley to speak on herself because she's a very quiet girl. <laughs> Hi, my name is Ashley Smith. I'm a wife uh, of eight years, mother of three and author of my new published book, Gracefully Broken, uh, how the effects of an absent parent can lead to emotional healing and freedom and build authentic relationships. Um, I love family. I love spending time with family and friends. Um, the Lord has been tremendously good in my life, and I just want to spread the word and allow people to get to know him and have an intimate relationship with him uh, just by speaking to everyone through my book yes. and helping them get to where they need to be to meet the new version of them. I love it. Thank you, Ashley. You're welcome. Next, we'll have my St. Louis mama, Minister Yasmin Johnson. You want to speak to yourself, mama, or you want me to speak on your behalf? Just an introduction. Go ahead. Go ahead, Juanita. Yeah. Okay. You're fine. Yes, I can't mess up with mama. I'm not messing up <laughs> with my mama. Hello. Minister Yasmin Johnson is a child of the Most High God. She is the wife of Reverend Johnson, Reverend Robert Johnson Jr., a mother of one son, Quincy, and grandmother to two beautiful little girls, Nyla and Skyler. I hope I pronounced it right, Skyler. Minister Yasmin is a retired embalmer and funeral director. She does post-funeral counseling and will focus on children. She has such a beautiful heart. Holds several degrees, but the one that she's most proud of is the, um, the one Master of Divinity, which she earned in 2018. Minister Yasmin has taught Sunday school and has been a part of several ministries and is always there when um, available when called on. Thank you, Mama. You're welcome. Next, we will have Pastor Erica Shakan. Hello, everybody. Um, I am no one. God is um, everything. Uh, I just count it a privilege and an honor to be called and used of him. Um, I am a, a pastor. Um, this will be going into my second year with ordained through Lighthouse Ministries in St. Louis. I'm a wife, mother of four, um, and I've been an inner cities um, educator for 10 plus years and I'm just amazed at how God is using me even in my career um, how it's purposed um, he's the Bible says that uh, we make plans but he orders our steps and I am a true witness and my life is a testament that even if the steps are walked in the valley of the shadow of death that uh, there's no need to fear um, he will lead and guide me through that and eventually, I'm just trying to make it to the house of the Lord Amen. and be there forever, like David. Amen. So that's what I like. And in the end of yours, you know, I had to say she's a child and lover of period. Period. That's it. Love it. Thank you. And of course, I can't forget Shamika Brown. Pop. I just like saying it, pop. And you can explain to people what pop is as well. 
Hello. First, thank you for the opportunity, Coach Juanita. So my name is Shamika Brown. I am um, a um, first lady of a um, church in um, East St. Louis, Illinois. Um, actually, we just finished our first year in leadership um, due to the loss of uh, my father-in-law. My husband he stepped up to become the pastor. Um, I have three amazing children, 14-year-old um, girl, 10-year-old boy, and I have my special, as I call my special one, um, my five-year-old, who was just diagnosed with autism and ADHD on the last Thursday. Um, I am, and so when she said pop, pop, and call parenting on purpose, I have a group where I support moms who are um, navigating through challenging behaviors with their children while providing self-care and training and support so that they can interact with their families and have a successful life, always building that on the foundation of the word and on God, because we know that is the foundation for anything that we go through. Uh, I am compassionate about God, family, and education, and I look forward to this time with you all and just interacting and just glory and find his name, because we know without him, we are nothing. So thank you for the opportunity. Right. To be thank a you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, thank you. And I'm going to start into this in just a little bit, but um, for those who don't know me, I am Juanita, my um, organization. I am the founder and um, uh, the founder and CEO of Purposely Planned Life Ministries, LLC. LLC, y'all, it just happened. And um, God has been really good to me. I am blessed beyond measure to have people in my life who love me. And um, I wanted to have this, specific conversation today because I do have issues with the church and I was one of those people who would have you know would have been without the right sisters in my life I would have been none church so this is one of the reasons that I wanted to have this conversation today because I, I see it being so essential into our life right now where people are are tossed here and there and they don't know what's going on after COVID after this situation after my family member has passed how are we going back? How is church going to look for me? How can church be there for me? And I want to have women in my life that I know have that foundation and have that ability, that connection with God so that they can, the other people that can, that may have been like me years ago can see what that truly looks like. Authenticity is very important to me. I don't like disingenuous things. I don't like disingenuous people. And every part of, everybody that's on my panel today has a genuine sweet connection uh, to a most high God. So that's why I have these women here. And, and even the ones that may not feel like they are connected that way, they are. But uh, <laughs> I thank you again, uh, just for being here. And it's one person that I can't, uh, that I don't have a picture for. I'm so sorry, Kiera, but I do want you to tell the people who you are and how, because you are so essential as a woman of God and a person and a good friend and sister and co-host today um, as well. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Kiera. I'm uh, from Omaha, Nebraska, and I met uh, Juanita through social media. Um, as I am a uh, business owner, um, I own a small business here in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, which was motivated by uh, my six-year-old daughter who uh, was also diagnosed with autism um, and ADHD a few years back. So I, uh, I was motivated to start that um, to help families on the spectrum. And I, uh, you know, by divine connection, uh, met Juanita and we've been going ever since. I love you dearly and I appreciate the opportunity to speak on this uh, platform here. So welcome everybody. 
Thank you so much. And uh, anyone who is not speaking, please go ahead and mute. Minister Gasman, if you wouldn't mind just having a short word of prayer, because I don't do anything without talking to God and now speaking without God um, first. Nothing works without God. I've let that, let that path the hard way. I've tried, girl. I've tried to do things without God. Oh, I don't need to put him into this and watch me fail and follow my faith. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> All righty. Is everyone ready? Okay, let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these ladies this afternoon, and I pray that you help us to be of one mind and on one accord. I pray that we will work well together, not for selfish reasons or trying to impress others, but let us act in lowliness of mind. Let us see others to be more important than ourselves. Lord, I pray that in this meeting, help us to be motivated by godly love rather than our own personal interests. Lord, word says that iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. So right now we pray for this ladies fellowship meeting that we will sharpen one another, just as iron sharpens iron. I also pray that we share our thoughts during this meeting. I ask that you help each one of us to be an oracle for you. This is the prayer of our hearts. And Lord, we pray for those who have been affected by the coronavirus, those families who have lost loved ones, those that are in the hospitals fighting for their lives, Lord God. We ask that you would look in on them right now, Lord. We pray that you will take care of the ones who have been left behind because of the death of a coronavirus. Lord, we just ask that you would look in on all the churches that are still opening your name. Lord, bless them that those that are in attendance can be covered by your blood and that they are kept safe from the virus. Lord, we ask that you would look on our children, Lord God. We ask that you take care of our children like you did you know, the little children that you preach to. And Lord, we ask that you would just continue to rain you down your love, your grace, and your mercy upon each and every one of these ladies. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much. Nothing, is, nothing moves forward without being covered. I don't believe anything of purpose moves forward without being covered. So thank you, Minister Yasmin. And so we're going to move right on in meeting non-church people where they are. And I do apologize if there are any, um, uh, sorry, typos or anything into this. I do apologize. I hadn't got a good chance to look over everything, but I do. Um, we're going to keep rolling. Uh, non-church by definition, not relating to or not belonging to a Christian church. So that's, that is the definition of what non-church is. But church is supposed to be thought of as the hospital. And all those who enter are to be able to receive the word of God, word for spiritual healing. And that's everybody who enters. That's not just the woman that was in the club last night. That's the pastor. When he gets up there to speak, he is supposed to be also thought of as coming in, needing the same type of love and the same type of mental. God has just spoke to him prior to the fact that hope, before, hope, hope we hope that God has spoke to him and covered him before he entered. But he is to go in the church still needing that same covering. So no man, woman that enters into the church is better than anyone else. Um, we have all been called to do something just differently. Our objectives as Christians, now that's, this is the big thing right here. Our objectives, everybody's purpose as Christians is to spread the word and to lead people to Christ. But some way we have kind of gotten a little off track and Sometimes we start critiquing people for being different. We shame those who have lost their way. 
we condemn those. That's the big word for me. Condemn those who might be a little confused as if we are the final judge and jury. So that is my, my, um, my thing today is to become a bridge instead of us being that final judge and jury or to think we're the final judge and jury um, to be the bridge today. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about and wanted everyone to share their thoughts on as well. Um, let me move at this point. So this is the first question and it will be um, designated to the first person into, um, I think the first person should know who they are. Um, but anyway, how do we meet non-church, lost souls, and especially church hurt people where they are to bring them to Christ? So how do we meet? That's going to be my first thing. How do we get that? How do we meet non-church? So the first person, remember who was going first? Hello, everyone. I think I am <laughs> number one. <laughs> um, again, my name is Adrian Blackmore. It is a blessing to be here this afternoon and speaking on this panel with you guys. Um, so how do we meet non-church people lost souls? So one thing I can remember back when I was a little girl, um, when we would go to church, my pastor always said he wanted the people who was messed up, right? Who, who, who was considered messed up. Um, he wanted them to come in. Those are the people he wanted. He didn't want the people that were super saved. Like he wanted those that needed some healing. Needed. He always said, I don't want the super saved. I want the people that, that, that got, they got some issues. That's who I want. And we would go out into the community. Um, and we would uh, invite people in or not even just necessarily saying, oh, come on, come on, have church right there, have that conversation, you know, not uh, just to let them know that, hey, we're here for you. So, so a big thing to me is going out in the community. Uh, I know that we're in this realm of COVID, but back then we used to go into the prison. Mm. That was the, we had a prison ministry. So going out every once a month to go out and speak at the prison and sing songs because because they know God. Everybody knows God. Whatever mm. God they serve, they know them. They know where they help come from. Sometimes they just get a little lost on their way. And then we are our people, we, we may get lost on our, our journey. And it's just we need some guidance to get back to where we are. So going out and meeting these people, seeing these people, going into this community, going into it and meeting people where they are, as opposed to being like, well, come on down here to 5447 St. Louis Ave and come on over and see what we got going. Now, let me come out to you. You, yes. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Number two, are you ready? I am very ready and very ready. I am so... Um, Blessed to be here, guys. Um, ladies, I say guys for everybody, so you know what I mean. Uh, but uh, I am just so blessed to be here. And as this, as a uh, um, sister Yasmin said at the beginning, you know, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And just to sit here, I'm sitting here like trying not to cry. Excuse me. Okay, uh, we started uh, because this is the iron. We are sharpening each other right now. And it's just so encouraging to see ladies get together. You know, I have a, a friend um, that I, a family that I adopted, our family adopted years ago. And um, 
we've been, you know, usually when you do that for the 100 neediest families, though that ministry, you buy the gifts and then you give those, they give the gifts to the agency and the agency delivers it for you. Well, I prayed that year that I wanted to deliver them. I wanted to meet the family and everything and the Lord answered that prayer. And that was in 1997. And to this day, me and that, the family and I, we are still very close. We're like sisters. And uh, like you said, you have to go out and, and, and when you meet the unchurched, you, you're in your own sphere of influence. I pray for the Lord to lead, give me people. It's already, he's already, you know, like you said, you, he orders our steps. And he's already ordained who's going to cross your path that day. And I just pray that he gives me the words to save with whoever give, with whoever's crossing my path. You know what you want to say, Lord. So don't let those words be my words. Let them be your words. Use me as your vessel. And so um, um, our church, my former church, we used to go door to door and everything. That felt I was kind of uncomfortable with that because it seemed like it was concocted. We would have a survey and want to talk to people and everything. I just like the Lord sending me people, you know, and then I pray that my life is a, is a witness to the, to the Lord, because sometimes we win people over with our behavior and with how we carry ourselves and things of nature. And in that way, they may ask, well, you're going through this. Why are you not upset because it's COVID? Aren't you, aren't you upset the way the schools were? And then when I answer it, that doesn't follow the narrative of the majority or whatever, then they'll say, well, what? That, that opens the door. Then, hey, if the door of opportunity opens, I'm flying through it. <laughs> I'm running through it. So I, I rely on the Lord to send people toward my way. And if I, if I see the door of opportunity opening where I feel that they are searching they're seeking and they want to know why or how i feel on a certain uh, op, you know certain position that's my opportunity to speak on the word without being preachy because i'm talking about what what pertains to me and that way it doesn't it won't be as threatening so that's how i deal with the not unchurched don't have me up at crying i'm sorry i'm sorry i mean just listening to you all and seeing all these faces i'm like okay all right, you're going to start talking and you're going to start blubbering and don't do that. And I did. Sorry. <laughs> no, this is this is the authentic. This, this is what I'm talking. This is why I wanted real people on this panel. I didn't have time for fake. God had told me that this, you know, whatever, that whatever is going on right now is the time for truth and reality of the situation. So I didn't want anybody fake. I got to have real people, real genuine hearts. And this is why you're here. And if you need to cry, if you need to, whatever you got to do, uh, to be that authentic love that is that the reason why you what the reason why God showed me to put you on the panel is is that reason so don't apologize for anything that makes you naturally you and I love it um next person would be number three number three is Keisha oh. hi can you hear me yes okay Okay. Just waking up, had a long day last night. So, hi guys, how you doing? Well, that's a good question. I struggled with this all my life. How to, you know, non-church people, church people, everything, and I'm in my thirties. And the older I got, I realized that we we have to stop judging 
we could go out in the community. We could say, oh, we're here. We there for you. But at the end of the day, and I experienced it, and I've seen it, we, most people help people for the wrong reason. You don't help, most people help people, oh, I'm helping them, but then behind closed back, they're not there for them. That person reach out to them and they not there. So I've been through that and I've experienced that. That's one thing for me is not judging. Be exigent. Be If you're going to help that person, help them. If you're not and you're just doing it for a friend, then that's not going to help you and it's not going to help them. So that's how I feel about that. I love it, Keisha. I love it. The next person, I don't want to, you're going to make me cry. Y'all kind of make me cry. But when she said people being fake, I can start praying. I have a whole ministry on just the fake and being real. Um, but I think someone may have a question. Just save it to the end. We have just a few more people to speak and then we'll um, let everyone talk at, at, a, at a designated point in time. I promise um, that will happen. And the next person, number four, are you ready? Is that me, Melissa? <laughs> okay, thank you, because I could not remember my number. Um, thank you all for having me today. I think um, meeting non-church folks where they are is just, I think you come across a lot of people in your life who have not been to church or you know been hurt by the church because I see them every day, That's especially doing um, therapy with people. And, you know, at the end of the day, just need to be understanding and understand their story and not judging them for whatever it is that they've done, because we've all sinned and no one should be judging anybody because who God only knows what you've been doing and you know what you've been doing. So why judge someone else for their sin? Because um, at the end of the day, sin is sin. So I believe in just understanding people and just being empathetic and you know, talking to them and leading them to Christ, just how God wants you to do it um, and not being judgy at the end of the day. I think someone said that before me, just not being judgy and fake and doing it for the right reasons and being genuine. Um, so that's all, that's all I got to say. <laughs> that was, you said that's all, but that was a word right there, being genuine. Thank you. Uh, so number Five is Ashley. So, um, a little bit about what Melissa said a little bit. So, non-church, people who are not into the church, and those who are hurt. Okay, one, one thing that we all have in common, we have a heart. We have feelings. Okay, everybody has a story. Everybody has experiences that are not so good. Um, understanding that we are human, number one, is the number one thing. We all have certain things about us, flaws and all of that. But when you can really, God looks at the heart of man, period. You can do all the good work in the world, but he looks at your heart and it will genuinely come out in what you do with people. So when you approach these people who are maybe not into Christ or don't have a relationship or maybe have they do have a relationship with Christ and have been hurt, meet them right where they are. Ask them questions. What, what has happened for you to feel that way? There is a, a particular reason, obviously, that someone maybe feels like they have less faith or less hope 
in God. So meeting them right where they are and understanding them is, is so important. And understanding that at the end of the day, you know, God sees us all and he's gonna judge us all. It's not us judging other people. So understanding um, a person, cause people wanna be heard. Let's be honest, people wanna be heard. And when they're not heard or when they're hurt, they turn, right? They, they shun people off or they push them away. So allowing yourself to open up to people and let them be heard and let them maybe hopefully open up, opening up to you is definitely a way um, that you can bring them to Christ and meet them right where they are. Thank you so much. And you're right. That's, that's how we want to meet people where they are. But I don't, I don't want to get into it right now because I'm telling you, I'm getting too excited. I'm getting, y'all know, I'll start preaching up here. <laughs> Thank you. So number six, oh, mama. I know mama ready. I ain't got to even ask. Okay, when I looked at that on how we meet non-church or the lost souls, I sort of asked God a question. How would the church how would the church look or act like for somebody that's a non-church person? Would they be, how would, would they be comfortable coming to the church? And I found out that a lot of times when we're trying to get people to come to the church, we talk down to them. We talk down to them, not intentionally, but it happens. You know what I mean? It just, it, it happens. Um, we can't have that superior attitude of I'm so holy, you know, you, you're beneath me, but come on, let me see what we can do for you. Okay. And, you know, they, they shut down at that point. They shut down. They don't want to hear, you know, that you're holier than thou story. They want, they, they, they're looking for something. They're searching. So, you know, we have to let them know that they are loved and valued by Christ. Um, we have to treat them as that way. You know what I'm saying? We can't treat them as like there's something beneath us. Because a lot of people, when, they, when they're made to feel that way, they're, they're, like I said, they're going to shut down. They don't want to hear. I don't want to hear nothing they got to say. That, that preacher can't tell me nothing. So, you know, reaching the spiritually lost begins with passion passion drives practice okay if the if, you know if those of us who are in the church and who are supposed to be leaders are, are talking about reaching the loss then that should bleed out into every part of the church no matter what auxiliary you're on if there's the ushers the greeters whoever it is and before we can reach the lost our heart must break for what breaks the heart of God. For God's heart breaks for people. So don't attempt to change the program of the church until you've changed the passion in the church. Okay, that's how you can draw people. Okay, you know, it's just, and, and your church language, you just, everything about church has to be brought down don't leave it sitting way up so high that people can't even understand what's going on. People, talk to people, you gotta meet them where they are, okay? If they're less educated than you, you can come down to where they are. That doesn't, it, if you meet the prostitute on the street 
and you're ministering to her, that doesn't mean you have to become a prostitute to get through to her. You know what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't have to be what they were. You're trying to pull them to show them what Christ has for them. Okay? So that's kind of where I am with that. You ever forget all right, don't take me to church. Sunday is tomorrow. Don't take me yes, to church. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. You know Ooh, me. No, apologize. Know Ooh, me. Love it. Love it. Okay. So let me let me let me be quiet because I know we still got a few more people to speak. And ooh, to get ready to. I know she ready. I ain't gonna ask, and she know who she is. Come on, be ready. Sis, is that me? <laughs> You know it. You stop playing with me. Oh, I was like, I don't know the number. Okay. Um, how do we meet non-church people where they are? I'm just reminded so much of my personal life and the word of God. Um, the word of God says go into the, 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 the world. Um, and then I'm reminded that God sent his only begotten son. So there is a uh, motion in place, kind of like a motion picture, but is reality. And we are the the co-laborers and the uh, the the workmanship of God. Where we've been called, like Esther, for such a time as this, not to be hidden, let our lights uh, be dimmed, or back in the corner, or stay home, and you know, just be concerned with my fault and no more, but to go into the world. So personally, this applies to my life um, and how God is using me is because um, I went back to work and I have a child uh, and she has asthma and we had been virtual since March. And God began to slowly show me that he was God even in the pandemic, so much more so than he has ever shown himself in, in my life because I was looking for him. But when my son went back, I was like, God, no, he's not going, no. And then he told me, trust me. And I said, okay. And I watched my son go to school and come back. And, and so the reason why God allowed or told me to trust him was because my son has a purpose. And he, whatever his purpose, I don't know his purpose, but God knows. Like the Bible says that, I, the God, God says, I know the thoughts. I don't know the thoughts. God knows the thoughts that he had for my son before the foundations of the earth. So who am I to stand in? So I began to allow God to use my son to witness to me. And during the months of seeing him go to school and cases break out and he come back and COVID free. And I'm just like, God, you are God and I'm going to trust you. And I keep getting reports of COVID cases, you know, and, and I'm still sitting my son. He was like, no, trust me, trust me. And so when it was my time to go. And I was like, no, God, OK, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to go, but it's bigger than me. So in order to bring non-church, we have to go. And then another thing that God told me um, was no. So we have to go and we have to know that even like Moses, Moses, he wasn't, um, uh, he didn't, he had a speech impediment, some scholars say, and he wasn't elo eloquently uh, 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 with speech. But God said, I'm already sending you a mouthpiece. 
and it's your brother, Aaron. So we have to stop worrying about, oh, what we're going to say. Just do, just be, just show up, just go. Just let the light of God shine through you. Get in his word so that you can, you can live it. And then the Bible says that men will reach you. They don't, they don't have to read their Bible. They'll reach you. They'll see, oh, wait, she turned the other cheek and she didn't go off on the, this coworker when she brushed her off or over talk. Wait a minute. She's, is, she has joy and it's a, a Monday. Wait a minute. She's always peaceful when I come in her room. See, th that's why we have to go and show up in dark places. And we don't want to. I didn't want to. I wanted to be comfortable. God, if you can use me, use me where I'm comfortable. But God didn't call us to come to be comfortable. So in order to reach the non-church goer, you have to just be, you have to go and then your light will shine and they'll start speaking on your behalf. They'll say, girl, do you know who she is? She's a pastor or she goes to this church or she does this and she does. They'll start pro pro uh, proclaiming the gospel, you know, on your behalf because of the light and the God in you. And then I'm going to end with this. It says in the Bible that no longer are we alive in ourselves, but it's the Christ that's living inside of us. So we're going because, you know, the song it's the God in me. It's truly the God in me that I am able to walk by faith and not by sight. Because if it was Erica alone, baby, no, -uh, uh -uh, mm -mm. I will be in, in this boat, whatever you want to call it, in this house, not moving, trusting God for me and mine and not, you know, but God wants to remove the barrier of fear. So we must go. And he said he would he will leave, he will not leave us comfortless, but he will send his spirit. So I'm just you know just show up, just be, just go, just do, and let the light of the Lord shine through your actions that men can reach you and be saved. Yes, told y'all she's always ready. All my sisters are ready, and I look forward to. My last, but certainly not least, sister right here. First Lady Brown, are you ready? Wow, I, I can say it's wow, 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 but um, so many amazing things. But Erica made me think about um, a, a, a story I heard, I just heard recently. When you think about when she said, just go and it's not true. And um, Dr. Jackie Green did a message last night on a call being naked and ashamed and talking about how when you become naked, how they were in a, in a garden and how they didn't know that they were naked until they did something wrong. And then that's when they became aware of their wrong, but God gave them grace and mercy. And then they were no longer ashamed. And in order to reach anybody in this world, we got to remember, we used to be a non-church person. You can't forget where you came from because your story, your your. The, the book that you've written from the age of birth to however old you are now, there's something in your book that he has written that somebody that you're going to come in contact with needs to hear. That, that pregnancy that anybody want to talk about, that abortion, that one night stand, that all those things that we went through that got us to Christ, somebody else needs that. But you got to be naked and ashamed to stand up and say, I was where you was. To, however long it was ago that was me I was hopping from man to man or I was drinking I was doing all these things because somebody needs to see you naked and when you're naked Christ can feel that you ain't naked with him 
You naked flesh wise, but spiritually wise, nah, you ain't ashamed because who? The God I serve, the God I live for, the God I died for, I died daily for, gives me the glory to walk in every room. And it's and the thing of the matter is, he ain't he don't care about us being in those four walls in no church. Why you think we in COVID? He said, I need you to get your house in order. And then I need you to get on these social media platforms and bid them to come. Nobody's going to come into the four walls of the church because of the hurt. But if you can get on your timeline and show love, if you can get in your sister DM and show peace, if you can do a love of action, you can bring them. So you got to believe and you got to not be afraid. He said, do not, do not be afraid for I am with you. Don't be afraid to speak. Because I will give you the words if you come to me fullheartedly with nothing else, withholding nothing so that I can give you the words that your friend need. When they come to you, don't say what, what Shamika gonna say, but Lord, what do you have me to say? Speak the word. And when you speak the word, it ain't saying, oh, Matthew say this, but speak it from a natural point of view where you have been through it. And that's how you're gonna get them. You gotta be real. Nobody want no fake, no counterfeits. Don't nobody want no kind of, you know, people look counterfeit purses. After a while, I don't need no counterfeit. I'm a, I'm a save and do what I need to do to get the real. Why? Because I deserve it. He said, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. He ain't gonna hold nothing from us, but we got to believe it. And when we believe and deal with us, we can help anybody with the help of God. It ain't about us. It's about these non-church folks who are lost and are bidding them to come, but you got to be the one to show them. But you got to humble yourself Turn, lay down your cross, lay down your pride, lay down them titles, lay down them degrees, and pick up the degree of Christ and let him do the work. I told y'all to stop having me up here shouting now. <laughs> I love it. I, I believe that it's a reason, again, that we all are connected right now, just because the authenticity of what you have to be able to have. You can't be someone that has a, a, a heart that's not real. People see through your heart. I, I remember coming into the school system and if you're not true to children will see right through you. I came in there, y'all. I mean, I was a little girl from, I called myself a little girl then, my first year of teaching. Uh, little girl from Jackson, Tennessee, AKA up y'all, which is, I was all in my, just as cute came in the urban school district, they told me up. Cause I wasn't real, but I became real. Those children helped me to see the real essence of myself. And ever since then, there's nothing else has been building on top of me, but God, but it, it's a beautiful thing when you get real, it's time to get real in the church. That's where we have to get real at right now. And I believe every woman who just spoke, spoke to that real essence. And that's where we are right now. But um, just getting back, I don't want to get too far off topic. But anyone that might have a question that's not on the panel, I may want to speak. I do want to give maybe a minute or so just for anyone that may have a question and want to speak real quick. If not, I do have a few other questions for us to talk about. I do see one raised hand. So that raised hand, if you want to speak quickly, I have a quick question. If not, I'm going to go ahead and move on. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and move. Oh, I think I was on mute. I'm sorry. Okay. 
I just wanted to uh, thank you, Juanita, for having this uh, panel of women. A lot of awesome words have gone forth. But I also wanted to comment on how do we approach the non-church person, if you will. Um, they should not see church in us, first of all. I, you know, I hate somebody to say you're a church person. No, I am a lover and believer of Jesus Christ. Uh, our lives should reflect who we are in Christ. That should be the drawing point. Our lifestyles, what we do, what we say. Uh, so I'm just going to sum it up there um, because everybody actually has said my thoughts before now. Um, this is Kulita Hendricks of Reprieve Spiritual Wellness, and I just thank you for doing what you do, Juanita. I love you, Miss Q, with all, all of my heart. Thank you so much. Uh, and, and that was perfect. That was perfect. Anyone else have anything to say? If not, I want to move into, we're going to deep into, I'm sorry, going to oh, yeah. subject. 